0: This is News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. I'm Matt Pocket, uh, live here with Butch Davis, Butch on Sports, and Paul Van Wagner. And this is a special edition, an episode that we really uh don't want to do. But here we are. Um, it's a uh, special edition of the game. And uh, a little context here um on thursday september 29th our friend and the host of this show scott nason passed away unexpectedly some of you um many of you have probably heard that by now um but for those who have not uh we lost scott about a week and a half ago as individuals and as a community it has been a very tough week and a half for all of us um When reading the obituary of our friend and the tributes that have poured out to him, it is clear to see the impact that Scott Nason has had on an enormous number of people in our area. At the same time, though, how can you sum up somebody that's touched so many lives in just a few paragraphs or or even in a few hours? On this program tonight, we will try to do our best. Um, But it all, to be perfectly honest, falls short of encompassing the full scope of the wonderful human being that he was. Whatever we say... There's more, and there's so many layers to his life. Scott was a dear friend, a good husband, a terrific father, an entertaining broadcaster, an amazing community organizer and builder, and a person who spent his life trying to help the people around him in any way that he could. A massive patron of community athletics, Scott was the play-by-play broadcaster for the Sioux Eagles of the NOJHL since the team moved here to Sioux-Saint-Marie. Rob Horn of the Sioux Eagles will be stopping by a little bit later on in tonight's program. Scott was the Athletics Director at Rudyard High School for a year. He'd been a Sioux Amateur Hockey Board member, a Chamber of Commerce Board member, and the Water's Edge Clubhouse Director at Hiawatha Behavioral Health. He loved his job there. I remember he told me a few years back that he could see himself retiring from there down the line. He loved it. He loved the impact that he made on people's lives. Scott loved to speak. He loved to entertain. And he loved to build connections. And that is really what this program, the game, has been about from day one. Connections grown, fun had, something that's added to the lives of the people involved in making this show and the people who have listened. Tonight's show will be one of the toughest things in in some ways that most of us have done in our broadcasting careers. Um, We miss our friend very much. Many of us interacted with him and so many different ways over the last several years, and and this has been very jolting to us. Um, We're thinking of his wife Becky, his sons Vance and Liam, uh, and his entire family. They've had to process and understand this while planning arrangements that two weeks ago would have made less sense to learn about than waking up suddenly on the surface of an alien planet. Um, We love you all, and we're thinking of you. Tonight's show is a remembrance of our friend, Scott Nason. We will probably laugh. We will probably cry. We may take commercial breaks. We may not. We don't know. But what we will do is we will remember and memorialize our friend who should be sitting in this chair right now. Uh, With that, uh, Dave McCaig will join us by phone a little bit later on in tonight's program. Um, Rob Horn from the Sioux Eagles will join us as well. Right now, though, it's uh, two of Scott's very good friends. Butch Davis is here in studio for the first time and Paul Van Wagner joins us via the phone lines. Guys, it's uh great to have you here. The circumstances
1: really really suck don't it they? It really do suck. And you know, first time for me being in the studio here. whoa, it it it, it blows me away to have to for the first time cuz I was I just telling you I was going to come up here during Thanksgiving and yeah, I hear this to ruin everybody's lives, <laughs> oh, nah. and then get back downtown Detroit for the Thanksgiving Day uh, celebration with the Detroit Lions, which right now is not looking too pretty. Uh, but <laughs> Scott had a way of just keeping things on the on the light hood here, and uh, he was very good at it. He was very good at meeting and greeting people, and he he was especially good at dealing with the dealing with the pressure of basically. Uh, Keeping everybody happy and whatnot, and he was very good at that.
0: Uh, Paul, that's one of the things that really stood out to me about Scott. And obviously, you you've known him for a very, very long time, and uh, one of the most chill individuals I have ever met. I, I've never seen him get flustered by anything and there were times even where, where we'd be covering an Eagles game together and I'd be freaking out about something I'd be like what's happening with this what's going on with that and he'd just be sitting there just just tapping his foot and <laughs> just like nothing's going on
2: nothing bothered him yeah
0: uh Matt first of all uh I'm I'm sad
2: that this is how you and I have to get together on yeah. the air for the first time Same. um Scott Scott always spoke very highly of you and uh and, and regarded you as, as not only a colleague but a friend. Um second of all, uh if Scott sat in that chair for any extended period of time, you all should probably burn that thing. He spent four <laughs> years in the Navy and we're not really sure because it's been classified what exactly went on, but I know that there was some itching destroyed. Okay. Yeah, that, that chair that chair needs to go. Um got Oh, man. Scott and I met um, – we we had a mutual friend, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ed Crane. And uh, Ed and I used to go golfing together, and, and Scott got out of the Navy, and Ed said, I got a buddy that's coming back from the Navy, and uh, I think you'll like him. We're gonna he get he gets back in you know a couple of weeks and we're gonna go golfing. The, the three of us are gonna go golfing. I think you're really gonna like him. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's do this thing. So we go out to the Oaks in Kinchelow and uh we tee off on the first hole and Ed hits the ball out there and, and I hit the ball out there. And Scott dribbles his tee shot off the front end of the tee. He, 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 probably, he probably could have kicked the ball farther than he actually kicked have. And, and, and I, I apologize to the listeners. This, this I'm not going to PG this story up. I, I won't drop any F-bombs or anything like that. But he goes, son sort of a bitch. And I was like, all right, I get it. I've been there, right? I've done that. You know, it's all good. So we're all sitting there, and he walks up to his second shot, and and he swings, and he hits it about half as far as he hit his tee shot. And he takes it the club, and he slams it into the ground. He, he, goes,
0: was, he was not a great golfer. He loved to play, he was, but he made uh, no bones about it. He would always joke with me about, I'll probably shank it off into the woods and whatever. I don't care. I just like being out there. Seen,
2: <laughs> I've seen some bad golf. Scott Nathan might be some of the worst. So anyway, so this – so this goes on, guys. Okay, we haven't even got off the. We haven't even got off the first tee. He hits his third shot, and he hits it into the woods to the left. Now, of course, the oaks and Kinchelow is pretty open, so even though it's in the woods, you can still find it. It's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. So he's going along, and he's just he's tearing up that first hole. I mean, he's tearing up that first hole. I'm surprised Jamie <laughs> Davidson didn't come out and kick us off the course because they didn't have enough sod to fix. <laughs> what scott was doing he violated that hole guys i mean it was like if there was if there was if if there was a a place where you could put a golf hole and witness protection that hole should have gone there to stay away from scott Nathan. I, this is bad and the whole time he's he is just he is he is complaining and swearing and i turned to ed and i said god he is one whiny bitch and Ed started laughing. <laughs> well, so we continue along, and I find out – now, this is this is much later. So so we do, we do the round of golf, and the whole time I'm thinking, man, this guy is just – like, how the hell did he spend four years in the Navy? Like, he is just – whoo, man. So I find out farther down the line that Scott thought that the entire round of golf that I was judging him, which maybe I was – but, and, I, and, and and that I was just this arrogant asshole. His words, Scott's exact words. Um, he loved to tell the story um, about how he thought that I was just the most arrogant jerk on the planet. And he never <laughs> wanted to see me again. He told that. He goes, I don't, I'm not hanging out with that guy. He's an arrogant jerk. <sighs> uh. fast, forward, fast forward about three years. He gets a job working with the evening news uh, doing, doing sports, uh, sports, uh, journalism. And, uh, we were both at a Cedarville basketball game together just by happenstance. And, uh, I walked over to him and I said, you're Ed Crane's buddy, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I remember you. We golfed together. And I said, Hey, at halftime, why don't you come up? Let's, let's talk high school sports. And he goes, yeah, okay. Sounds good. We spent the entire halftime just cutting up. (laughs) <laughs> it was just it was us joking about like like we had been old friends for our entire lives and from that day forward um he loved to tell the story about how i was an arrogant ass and i tell the story about how he was just this whiny little thing out on the golf course but you know it's amazing how a friendship can be built even after that and 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 from that day on anytime anytime we got on the air together it was the most unprofessional crap <laughs> that, is, that has ever been laid out on radio, but God, man. Is that why fun. you didn't take my call <laughs> last week? Huh? Butch,
1: the show the show is four to six, man. You can't call me in the middle of the show. I'm, I'm interviewing <laughs> and a... I have a, 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 a come come special guest from line. Virginia Tech, and you
2: you want to just talk? No, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I, right.
1: Uh,
0: that That is such a Great Scott story, though I mean I you know I yeah. remember i I met him actually. it was a couple of weeks after I found out that I was going to move here to Sioux St Marie and he reached yeah. out to me over Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody in the Sioux knew that I was moving here yet, but he, right. he just popped up and he's you know, hey how you doing, you know hey, great to meet you, you know, let me know whenever you're over here and um, I yeah. I remember my first few months here in Sault Saint Marie. Uh, him and and Becky, they would come over to my apartment. They would pick me up, and they would take me out to Kuwaiten or three one three or whatever. We'd shoot pool, mm-hmm. we'd hang mm-hmm. out, and and just just talk and laugh and have a good time. And um, yeah, good good people that helped really integrate me into this place, right? I mean, you yeah. know, young guy yeah. away from home really and uh new town, doesn't really know anybody and uh those two really helped me realize that this was the place that I wanted to be for the long haul and 6 years later here I am and and town hasn't yeah. kicked me out yet. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: if the population drops below a certain number that they uh they get changed to a village so that that might be the only reason <laughs> really? that it might it
1: might not be a you thing it might be a <laughs>
0: thing. butch how did you meet uh scott nason
1: it was through a friend where his his old um where he used to work at yeah okay and that particular person knew that i was doing a show in detroit called butch on sports and i was also doing a uh, some, some work for ESPN Sports. So he said, I got a guy, this guy, he's in radio and whatnot. You know, he'll be glad to meet you. So it took about three weeks for this guy to call me back. So when he finally called me back, I said, you are the SOB who did not call me for three <laughs> weeks here, man. <laughs> I mean, who the heck are you anyway, man? And he said, well, who the heck are you? I said, I'm simply Butch. And who the heck are you, man? And I didn't say it in that way. You know, I left out some some nasty words. He said, well, this is cool. He said, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to introduce you to Paul Van Wagner. At that time, Paul was doing the morning show here, okay? Yep. And... I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. It was on a Friday, too, one of the worst days in town here, on Friday here. So, okay, i come on now. And Paul, you know, introduced me as, you know, my sports show and all this other good stuff here. And the first thing Paul said out of his mouth was, <laughs> is, uh, well, who do you vote for, Michigan State or University of Michigan? <laughs> I said, not a damn one of them here. I'm to the <laughs> University of Oregon, buddy. <laughs> is, <you know? laughs> we all just busted out laughing.
0: <clears throat> Scotty loved his Spartans. He was a huge Michigan State fan. He was. He was he also was. He was also a huge Chelsea FC fan. So when he was in the Navy, yeah. he was stationed in the U.K. Yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. He became a fan of that club. Now, Chelsea... <laughs> Is a super club. American Todd yeah. Bowley just bought them for $3.2 billion. It's a billion with a B, right? Bought them from Russian Roman Abramovich, who had bought the club in 2003. Yeah. Now, when the club was bought by Roman, they were. Paul, what do you think a good U.S. comparison is? Because nowadays they're like the Yankees, but maybe, I don't know, the Jets? Maybe, the jet, back then. Yeah. Maybe the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, they were not great. I mean, they'd had moments no? in their history where they were, you know, pretty good, yeah. right? But yeah. mostly they just kind of existed. They just puttered yeah. along, right? I think maybe Michigan State yeah. football, pre-Mark D'Antonio, maybe. I mean, some
1: right. moments where they're right. really good,
0: but mostly... Yeah, I'm a Tottenham guy here, yeah. because
1: I work for BBC out in yeah. London and whatnot. Yeah. And five years of them, <laughs> okay? So yeah. We fought about that, yeah. man. Scott was a yeah.
0: fan of Chelsea before they got bought by the billionaire. Right. He was a fan of them when yeah. they were basically just the New York Jets and when right. they just kind of existed. A couple of years later, they get bought, and he mm-hmm. watches them transform into this big superpower, and they get injected with financial steroids, basically. But right after, he becomes a fan of them. Now, kind of the same thing with Michigan State. He was a big Spartans fan, right? He loved that team long before Mark D'Antonio came in and starts winning all these games. He was a big fan of them even during the John L. Smith era when things were not so great to be a Michigan State fan. But Scott stuck with his teams no matter what and stuck around with them long enough to see uh, to see some of them go on and do some pretty amazing things, really. He didn't mind
1: slashing some mud yeah. in the way here when Michigan State was doing right. Here, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. He yeah. didn't yeah. mind doing that yeah. at all. Yeah,
2: he and I, as, as a Michigan fan, guys, he and I used to have some just, Knock down, drag out in in a very <laughs> Donnie Brooks fun yeah. way. Yeah, and don't mention
1: yeah. Michigan to about him. That. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. man. Like, I,
2: you know, and and the other one, the other one that was my favorite, and and I am, I am I, I am so glad that I was vindicated in this. I, I Scott and I used to go round and round and round about Matt Stafford when he was with the Lions. And I would, Matt, Stafford, Matt Stafford is not the problem, man. You know this. You're smarter than this. And we would go, we would, like, and, and he'd be like, nah, time to get rid of him. Time to get rid of him. Let's just cut our losses. Time to get rid of him. And I kept, I would say to him, Scott, you know better than this. Like, look at, look at what they're doing. He's putting 38 points up and they're losing 42 to 38. This is not a Matt Stafford issue. And we would go round and round and round and freaking round about this. Uh... Of course, fast forward to last season, Matt Stafford goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. Um, one of the things that we do on my show on ESPN Blacksburg is a lot of our regular guests have what we what we refer to very loosely as walk-up music, right? Mm-hmm. And usually what it ends up being is somehow I find out that something or some artist bothers Someone, right? <laughs> so, like, into their walk-up music well with scott for whatever reason may- maybe because he's just genuinely a good person or maybe because he was just such a great friend of mine um he used to he used to have a thing for selena gomez oh. and and so we took and we we mashed together Oh, like no. five or six different Selena Gomez songs oh, no. with with me, the, 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 my producer at the time Brian Reed put this thing together, and it was it was absolutely amazing. It was me just over and over again, like amongst the song saying Scott Mason, and it was just me, <laughs> and he would put different effects to it, and he would have me stutter Scott Mason and. And all of this other stuff <laughs> so so I took that intro, so we have been playing we had been playing that intro for Scott because Scott was with me on the drive almost since the day I got there. He he, had, he would come on every Thursday at 4.30 with me, and, and we would just, you know, we would talk about whatever the hell we wanted to. We never prepped for it. It was always off the cuff. Sometimes it was NFL. Sometimes I would throw cricket at him, whatever it happened to be. But Which I he could talk that. cricket. That was always amazing to
0: cricket. me because I've watched yeah. a little cricket, and Ugh. I can't tell you two things that are happening in that sport. Yep. I don't nope. get it. No nope. I I but I have no idea I don't get
1: cricket either. I get rugby
0: yeah. He could yeah. talk
1: rugby too would, Yeah
2: He would talk he would talk cricket with me so I cricket? so yeah. I took what I did was I took that original intro and at the end of it just as the most it was the worst piece of editing I've done in my 24 years of radio Oh but the worst I is mean, always
0: the best
2: It is I just mashed the Matt Stafford, you and the Rams just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? We're going to Disneyland. And that was the end of his intro. And, the, and, and the, first, oh. the first Thursday after the Super Bowl, I texted him and I said, I got something special for you today. And his response to me was, oh, Jesus Christ. And, I, and that was the end of the text conversation. That was it. I didn't, I didn't elaborate or anything. So he had an idea that he knew was coming. Yeah. He knew. And and I hit his intro, and it started like normal, like it always did. Driving and him then, nuts. And then, and then and then yep, and then just bam, that that ending hits, and and all you can hear, you can't even really hear the Matt Stafford, you and the Rams just won the Super Bowl. All you can hear, because I had potted him up at that point, is Scott laughing, hysterically <laughs> laughing, and and of course. I do, you know, I do what I always do. I, I holler into the microphone, Scott Nason joining us today. And he just, he's, he's laughing. Like, he just said, uh. he's like, Paul, that's, that's fantastic. So <laughs> I, was, I was vindicated uh. in the fact that maybe I was right. Maybe it wasn't Matt Stafford all along. But, oh, yeah, we would go round and round about that.
0: He loved a good sports argument. Not a bad sports oh, yeah. argument, right? I mean, he never yeah. he was never one of these people who would go on On social media and be like, yeah, well, you're stupid and your family's stupid or whatever. But he would love to just get way off in the weeds with you talking about anything. Like you said, cricket even. I mean, he could sit there and just be like, eh, I don't think they're going to do well at the World Cup this year. Or or, I don't even know what it is, right? But he's like, you know, West Indies, I'm just not sold on them this year. And I'm sitting there like, what is he talking about right now? Listen, we're all sports guys. I don't know what he's saying. I don't mm-hmm. know these letters mm-hmm.
1: together right now. Mm-mm. But you get no. some crosswords, no. to Scott here, and he understand that right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. You know, and, and yeah. there goes the he, fire. It's you. Yeah, and he's you know,
2: and I, I know I'm not going to say this. But he'd be like, "Yeah, there was 23 ends in the first quarter, and it, yeah. was, it was it was 30, it was 136 to 142, and." And, and I'm just like, you're, you, I, I would, I would, acute, I said, you're making this up. This isn't actual, <laughs> like, this is not cool. you This are, can't you be real. Just, no, yeah. yeah. You are just saying words to say words. And these words don't mean anything.
0: But you know, what? one of my favorite like, no. parts about him was you would go and look it up just to call him on his it bluff. Would- and he knew what, what are, he
1: was talking he, about. He already had, he don't, yeah. he had the information already in front of him yeah. and whatnot. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean he, yeah. he had just he had picked it up and he just knew everything. He yeah. really was an encyclopedia.
1: I can get Scott, I can aggravate him real hard yeah. by talking about the Lions. I I mean <laughs> I would bring crap out the wet wash here, man. Oh, and yeah. I, boy, oh boy. Shoot.
0: I mean, that that's part of being a Lions fan, though, isn't sure. it? I mean, other Lions fans crapping on the Lions, and Scott could give and take in equal measures in that area.
1: He wasn't giving them yeah. nothing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, he he did not like him some uh, some Matthew Stafford, but um, no, no, you know, and, and it's funny though because you know, again, we talk about. Everybody gets into sports arguments but his were always even if he didn't agree with with what he had to say you could always tell there was some kind of logic behind it there was always some kind mm-hmm. of reason there he never mm-hmm. just thought something just to think it or just because he saw mm-hmm. you know all oh, my my nephew's cousin's sister's roommate's third aunt mm-hmm. twice removed said on twitter that Matthew Stafford stinks so i guess he does there was always right. a reason behind everything yeah. that he argued. And that was one of the things. It was always fun because it was
1: always a smart argument with him. It was. It was. It was. It was. It definitely over the brain there. You know what? When Scott would argue with you, you know, here, man, did you notice that he would pause before he tear into you, man? He'd always take that breath mm-hmm. in, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be know, like, like ah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> you he get the yep. little grunt in his the, yep. throat there, man. <laughs> You clear it, man, and then he goes right at you, man, too. And I thought I was the king of tearing people down and whatnot here. And I still am. I consider myself that. But Scott just knew how to kind of suck it in and then slap you in the face here, man. (laughs) But it
0: was always fun. And and, uh, I've never heard him, you know, and, and again, you just look on Twitter. And when you open it, you go angry, angry, angry. Oh, boy, here we go again. Buckle up for another day on yep. the Internet. Everything Scott did was fun. It was light. It was, it was entertaining. And whether he was active in the community with his various roles, whether he was on the air, whether it was just you and him hanging out, playing music, mm-hmm. singing songs at 10 o'clock or whatever – Everything he did was fun, mm-hmm. and, and he loved to just have so much fun. And, yeah, he and would I come think down to
1: Detroit with Becky yeah. and, and we would get there together at the stadium and whatnot, or we would meet at a Piston game. I would cover it I Okay, well, it, you ain't paying for parking, are you, man? <laughs> Media guy here, let me in. And yeah, that solved that problem. There's 20 bucks in your pocket, uh, you know. But and who couldn't
0: use that? Who could yeah. not use that? <laughs> right. there, man?
1: You. Right. But the thing about Scott that you kind of admire from him was his preparation here man. for sure his preparation and what he did and how he did it and whatnot. He was, and you can always admire him for doing the job when it came down to local sports here. He took care of that first thing. Yep. No ifs, ands, or yep. but about it, and he took care if it was rugged, if it was down the street with Brimley, and I thought I knew a lot, but Scott knows his Upper Peninsula back in his, his hand and forward there, and he would do a magnificent job in dealing with that there and gave everybody yep. their play.
0: Two kids kicking a ball around in you know in the in the middle of downtown or whatever, mm-hmm. and he would find a way to get that score on the air. We're we'll welcoming Rob Horn here in a few minutes from the Sioux Eagles, but he Scott was a big patron of the eagles and and junior hockey in this community for a very long time. He was the play by play voice of the Eagles from the moment that they got here in Sioux saint Marie. um if i I think I can remember in my six years here in town, I think he'd missed two, three games, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he he put every effort in. And right now, I've I've got here in my, my paws this giant stack of papers. I mean, this looks like the kind of thing that my dad used to go and mm-hmm. print off on the Internet. And he would always print off like a three-inch <laughs> stack of papers and just read all these articles overnight, right? This is yep. just local sports right here. This right. isn't Pistons. This isn't, um, I mean, this is this is Sioux, Ontario. This is high school volleyball, mm-hmm. NOJHL, them all covered, CCHA, GLIAC, and then there's a couple pages, too, when it comes to the pro sports and the national stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge patron of, of local sports because he believed in the power of community athletics. He believed in the good that people can do in their communities through sport and the impact that you can have on young people's lives who play these games, and and that's one of the things that I'll remember the most about him, and that I love the most about him. He had a passion for it that nobody can can match.
1: And if he yeah. did not know about it, he would find out about it. He would chase you down, or it didn't he, happen. Oh, yeah, he would call the coach up. Yeah. Would, you know, you got a comment here. Let's, yeah, come on the show. You know, let's. Talk about it here. And and he put you at the spot where basically you couldn't refuse the guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And, and Paul, you worked with him on a lot of high school sports broadcasts, too. There's some great pictures of you two calling games. And um, it's like you said, Butch, his preparation and how much he cared about these teams and these athletes. That is exemplary about him. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: and it and 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 the beauty of scott is it all came across natural right it wasn't because it was yeah we're we're, we're all guilty in this industry of you know we'll find something that we want to talk about and of course we we maybe haven't prepped well enough on it so when we when we go to grab that we sound like we're reading it and and it never was that way with scott even if he was reading it it sounded like it was coming from him he was always so well prepared, and and he he knew the kids, you know, and he knew he knew their parents, and he would regale stories of you know uh, playing hockey. I, I don't remember if it was Jeff or Tim Blashill, but Scott played um, with one of the two of them. Yep. Of course, Jeff Blashill, former former coach of the Detroit Red Wings, his brother Tim Blashill was yeah. Yeah. And so he would talk about how how Tim would always have to pick up the slack with Scott, you know, and and we were doing we were doing a high school game, it was Sioux High versus Big Rapids. And Tim was coaching for Big Rapids obviously at the time and, and Scott was just he was telling the stories and it was you know, it it was not flattering to him because, I mean, he was talking about how he wasn't, you know, really very good and how Kim how Blasio would have to pick up his slack all the time. But it was just it came across as so genuine and and, and he did. He loved it. And, and much like the golf, even if he wasn't good at it, you could you could see that for the most part, it brought a sense of joy to him.
0: Let me give you a little story here uh, about Scott in his younger days. I I, I did not know him then, right? I was born and raised in Mm -hmm. Warren, Michigan. I went to Warren Cousinow High School and uh, graduated in 2008, after which my sister started attending that school. Uh, We had a new principal at Cousinow when my sister got there, a guy by the name of Steve Bigelow. (laughs) Steve is a native of Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, who grew up Mm -hmm. with Scott and I would, I, I remember after I met Scott, he he, and and I can always I can picture his smile, I can picture his laugh, I can picture him with the hat standing there in that mm-hmm. press box at Polar Stadium right now, and that laugh telling me about the days when when him and my sister's principal used to go hang out in the backyard. Uh, of of Scott's parents' house, and I think they used to have a burn barrel back there, and they used to practice wrestling moves on it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's Steve Bigelow. And I remember messaging yeah. Steve about it a, co- a, a while later. I'm like, did you and Scott Mason used to practice wrestling moves in the backyard? And he was like, oh, yeah, those were great times hanging out with Scott. You know, we man, we were such dorks back then or whatever. I mean... <laughs> I, I'm trying to picture my sister's principal, you know, as as my sister's age at this point, and uh, it, it's.
1: <laughs> You're gonna owe her some money. Su-
0: yeah, it, it's such a small world, though, isn't it? I mean, it it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, Steve has done very well for himself. Now he's the superintendent at Bay Area Schools uh, and has been there for a nice. while. So, um, but yeah, him and him and Scott used to just <laughs> hang out and. Fool around in the backyard way back in the day. So that's, you know, just just that image of a young Scott and a young my sister's principal just hanging out pretending they're macho man Randy Savage. That's.
1: (laughs) And I used to play against that guy here, man, too. Another (laughs) friend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Matt Pocket, Butch Davis, Butch on Sports, uh, Paul Van Wagner here on News Talk 1400. Um, We will welcome in Dave McCaig in just a little bit here and Rob Horn of the uh, Sioux Eagles NOJHL hockey team uh, who worked games with Scott Nason for many, many years. And uh, again, if you're just joining us, this is a special edition of the game here on News Talk 1400, an edition that um, we want to do, right, for our friend, but at the same (laughs) time... um, you know, we we don't want the occasion of, of having to do this because uh, we lost our friend Scott Nason uh, a, a week and a half ago. And um, like I said at the top of the show, guys, it's been difficult, you know, to, to to come up with all of this. But it all comes back to this is a great guy. Mm-hmm. This was a great friend. He was a great community member. And um, it it sucks to lose somebody like him.
1: It sucks to lose a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. It does, Paul. Thanks for joining us here. We will uh, we will let you get out of yeah. here. And uh, again, if um, uh, Scott's uh, visitation is tomorrow at CS Mulder Funeral Home from eleven to one, um, and uh, the funeral is right afterwards at one o'clock. Uh, I know there's a lot of people in town who will be stopping by to pay their respects to somebody who gave so much to all of us individually. I said it before. He, him, and Becky—they were my first friends here in this town. They picked me up when I didn't mm-hmm. know anybody. They would take me around to, to all the all mm-hmm. the happenings. He would introduce me to people, and uh, I will I will never forget the impact that he's had on my life. Um, so I, I guess on that note, as good a place as any to take a break and, and collect our thoughts and um, welcome in Dave and Rob. I guess, guys, thank you so much for being here tonight,
1: and, and Paul. I'll be calling yeah, your yeah. I'll be calling your show from time to time here. Don't lose my number here. I left that to Hey. I, I got your number, Butch. I'll give you
2: a holler uh, and and we'll we'll coordinate some stuff, my man. I, I'm good with having you jump on with me every now and again, guys. I truly do appreciate you allowing me to be part of this. Absolutely, uh, yeah. This is this is this is one of those shows that I'm glad I got to do and I don't want to do and I never want to do again. So, just here's 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 how I'm going to end this on from my vantage point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask all of you that are listening today if you. If you feel bad, if you think that there's no hope, call someone. Call someone that you care about. Call anyone, talk to them. Let them please. know how you're feeling because Amen to that. There's, there's always
1: someone out there who cares, okay? So please. please, you know, we used to talk about that on the show on Constant Base Me and Scott there. Men talk, okay? Please talk. I don't care talk to someone yeah
0: paul thank you for joining us appreciate it thanks guys talk to you later all right we will take a time out and we'll welcome in dave mccaig and uh rob horn here in the next few minutes uh this is a special edition of the game on news talk 1400 This is News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. Matt Pocket here uh, on a special edition of the Game Sports Show with Rob Horn and Dave McCaig now joining us via the phone line. Gentlemen, uh, a very good evening to you under pretty lousy circumstances. Um, still, tonight we remember our good friend, the host of this show, uh, Scott Nason, who we lost uh, a week and a half ago. Gentlemen, welcome.
3: Great to be Thank
0: here. Thank you, Matt. Matt. Dave, um, you've done this show with Scott for quite a while now across oh any number of different platforms, right? Radio, podcast, video. Um, you guys have uh, produced quite a bit of content together over the years. So I'll let you start with um, you know your memories of scott nason i know we just talked off the air uh right where you are right now for for thanksgiving there's a pretty beautiful sunset going on and uh it it, it seems like um it, it's it's almost a perfect backdrop to remember a friend by right
3: oh you, know, you know i i and i was listening to the to the first half of the show which was very beautiful words uh from yourself which but also paul uh in the conclusion there and as you mentioned it's the scenic view, absolutely. The sun is setting, the leaves have changed colors. It's, it seems like that Scott is here, right? And it's not a show that I want, of course, to be doing that nobody wants to be doing, uh, obviously, given the circumstances. But with it being the, the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, the, the thing is with Thanksgiving is remember everything that you're thankful for and appreciate everything that you're thankful for. Uh, and obviously, I'm extremely thankful for the friendship that. Uh, I had I had with Scott uh, and still do have. No matter what, it, it uh, it's something that's <laughs> that you it's it's still very troubling to think about. Uh, it uh, as I said at the Eagles game on Friday that uh, myself and Rob were part of the moment of silence um, in the ceremony with. Uh, Scott, that we brought up uh, i'm pinching my left arm routinely and my left arm is permanently i can feel the pinches permanently because it's i still can't believe it it's it's shock I know tomorrow is the visitation and that's it's each day has just been an absolute battle um and it's it's certainly the, the the way that I'm looking at it and talking with you fine gentlemen tonight it's uh, obviously a picture perfect but given the circumstances that's where it's dark right it's I wish that Scott was here and everyone a lot of others do as well of course he was a big part of a lot of people's lives he was massive with mine as you just uh, uh, mentioned there him and I actually you know <laughs> It's the thing is, I can still hear him in my head, he reminding me every time before we go on a recording, he reminded me every time how many minutes we had. And the reason why he did that is because of how much I talked, uh, because all I did was talk, <laughs> talk, talk, yeah. talk. Uh, and thank you, thank you, Scott, for that, because if you didn't give me time, I guarantee you that uh, you know the higher-ups would have been telling us to pull Dave McCaig off the Games4 show years ago <laughs> if there was uh, very strict with that. Uh, but that aside... Uh, You know, very briefly, I can sit here, and I've done posts on my social media, personal pages, and uh, the Game Sports Show pages, and uh, at the Eagles game, there was a a lengthy speech that I had uh, in regards to Scott, but... You mentioned it there, and we've been starting to do broadcasts at the end of 2015, and it was at the beginning at the Polar Stadium when I was doing color commentary uh, for the Suhai Blue Devils. Sorry, not color. I was calling the games, and Scott subbed in to be the color uh, for that game. I remember he said a person's last name wrong in a commercial. (laughs) I told him, isn't this how you say it? He said, as long as you didn't correct me on air that's okay. And I remember him <laughs> telling me that and I remember it all the time that make sure you don't correct somebody on air. Not that I ever did, but that was the icebreaker, right? We laughed. I remember we had, I had a hot chocolate. He had something else that I can't recall, but we were, uh, we were enjoying each other's company in the game. And it, it was, the chemistry clicked right there. And it was actually Paul Van Wagner that said, Dave, you got to join coffee with the coach with Scott, because, I think you guys have chemistry there. And we, I did. I started eating at Mc, uh, we started doing the show, story uh, across the river every Monday at Gold Cross. And uh, when I, we rolled up to McDonald's parking lot, I remember the first show that I did. Uh, when I rolled up to the McDonald's parking lot, I was driving my Dodge Ram, and it was new at the time, thinking that I was a hot shot with a new truck in my mid-20s. Uh, and I rolled up listening to the song, Electric Avenue, uh, and it was cranked on full volume and Scott was laughing. He said, I wouldn't expect anything less. And when we came on air, he introduced me for the first time. The first time i ever been introduced on the show, he said, the one and only Mr. Electric Avenue, David Kegger McKegg. Each time he introduced me, it was always David Kager McKegg, uh, but he said, Mr. Electric Avenue, and that's where it stuck. My friends listened, they tweeted about it, it was it was great, and that was probably the official start of something that just grew into an amazing platform that was the Game Sports Show. You know, Obviously, we went from McDonald's all day breakfast to to a restaurant locally in Sioux, Michigan, and then we were in studio at the respective station we were at that time, and then we transitioned over, uh, obviously, to um, Sovereign Communications and the ESPN 1400 and now the News Talk 1400. So it all grew from 2015, Matt, right? And that's where... You know, I started doing two state, three Ontario podcast at the end of 2016 because he told me, Dave, you talk so much, you should have your own show, okay? And that, and I remember I ate up a whole show. My first show was one hour of me venting about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I remember when he not, told hard me, not hard <laughs> to do, not hard to do. And he, ever since then, I like I said, I can get into a lot there, but Scott was truly. My mentor uh, for for everything he made me into a much better radio i want to say personality because when I heard him talk it was there was nothing no one like that. it was just if you had a way to get across the listeners. he got his point across something that i 'm still learning to do in terms of getting to the point quicker uh, but you have, what Scott and I did, we started the Games 4 show in 2016 and we're still doing it the present day. And it grew to where we have 10 members in Sioux, Ontario. We have four members in the United States. And there was uh, the original four, the four horsemen uh, that were the starters of it. Uh, myself, Scott, um, Butch, and EJ, uh, Russell were the four that uh, we kind of going off. But the original three that started it off was myself, Scott, and Butch. Uh, myself and Scott started for a few months there. And then I know Butch jumped in and I remember when I first met Butch he probably didn't like me at first because I was this hot shot young kid thinking that I had a loud voice and you know what, the friendships that grew with our show, we grew a family, right? And that was all because of Scott. Scott was the heartbeat of the Game Sports Show. Uh, he still is the heartbeat of the Game Sports Show. He is the reason the Game Sports Show is what it is. And I was great to be side-by-side. Side. It was an honor to be side-by-side side with him. And when I launched the Game Entertainment and Media in 2020, there was Scott pushing me to do it because we had a vision together. And I, I... I miss him so much. I, I still am waiting for that text. I'm still to record. I still, just to talk about how the Blue Jays choked an 8-1 lead, I was just waiting to hear from Scott because I still feel like this is unbelievable. Usually uh, with some laughing it,
0: emojis, right? Yeah, a yeah. lot of laughing emojis. Yeah. I'll
3: never forget the time where he sent me laughing emojis about Toronto being down 3-1 against Columbus, or 3 nothing against Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Jackets came back to one, and he said, I am sorry I chirped you. I'll never chirp Toronto again. He actually was a man of his word. He never chirped them, despite how much Elise and Jay still choked from that time. Now, uh, now Mr. Electric right Avenue,
0: now. Um, yeah. uh, Rob, I believe your nickname from Scott, because Scott loved his nicknames, right? <laughs> color Commentator Extraordinaire. And he would always <laughs> lean into the extraordinaire, wouldn't he? It was. Uh, color, color Commentator uh, Extraordinaire
4: or. Um, we've got uh, pink in the rink night and our and our uh, our vet, our vets night that we have that we would auction off our yep. jersey. So I was the very popular auction, night, yeah. Auction daddy, that was auction the, daddy, auction yep. daddy,
0: <laughs> 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 the auction
4: daddy and the color commentator extraordinaire. Scott
0: would come up with a nickname for everybody within a couple of days. Quickly. Usually, Quickly. yeah, it yeah. did not take long. Um, yep. no. So, um, uh, Rob, you worked with him for a very long time with the uh, Sioux Eagles. And it's something that I talked about earlier in the program, but he was such a huge patron of youth sports in this community, of sports in general here, but particularly youth sports, junior hockey. Um, loved junior hockey, loved the Sioux Eagles, believed in the mission from day number one, and and was a special part of that team.
4: Literally day number one. I, I met Scott um, as... I started uh, taking some photos for Bruno just on a whim. I brought the kids in, and we uh, we we did a couple of games and watched, and I, I took some pictures. And as I was walking around, um, Scott was doing the uh, play-by-play with a gentleman that we used to have that would set the camera up. And we had some really old – I mean, like it was – the only thing older than the camera equipment that we had would have been the VHS camera that great-grandpa had. Oh. You know, it was, And then, so we were one step ahead of that. And Scott was always sitting there, and uh, there was a few games that I wasn't able to be there for that I actually watched online. And I came back a few weeks into it, and I'm like, "Man, you you did a fantastic job!" Like, I've watched a couple of the games on the road, and there's no question, Scott. Like, you you are by far the most enjoyable to listen to, and you do a fantastic job. And the knowledge of everything else you bring to the game in the intermissions and things like that are it's fantastic. Like, you can't you it's it's awesome. And uh, so the relationship built from there and t- until the point we moved from the far side of the rink up into the—or just below the, the uh, press box. And from that point, I started uh, doing more of the video and the media and things like that.
0: That's right. You Because I remember when I got here in 2016, you guys were just below the press box. Yep. And I always thought that was— weird and i didn't really understand how or why or when any of that happened but when you guys actually wound up moving upstairs into the press box i was ecstatic because it was like okay you know i could look over and watch you guys calling the game too because it was always a lot of fun to watch scott call a game
4: it, it was and we, we'd spend a half hour to 40 minutes every night underneath setting up literally we were taping a tripod to the glass yeah yeah so that we had <laughs> it, it was it was crazy oh. So when we got up I finally told Scott I'm like okay we're going to do this and we're going to do it right like yeah. if I'm going to if I'm going to run the camera we're going to we got to do this right what how do you feel about moving upstairs and he's like That'd be fantastic. Like, that'd be that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> He's sitting there thinking that you're the reason why you, why you guys haven't moved. You're sitting there thinking that he wants this. Right. In but the team, end neither three. one of you wants to be downstairs. No. You both want to go off. So I uh, I then that the, the, the,
4: right after that game, I left the rink. I I brought the, the kids back home and and did some things and I went back to the rink until about 2:30 in the morning with a drill and a and a hole punch and I I pumped, punched some holes in the in the uh yep, the, I remember the table that. and things like that got so we could run all of our cords. I got the tripod mounted li- permanently down through the uh, right behind the glass looking over. Yep. And uh, so the next week he shows up and he's like, do I have internet? And I'm like, we have two dedicated lines ran from the office to here. He's like, you're kidding me. This is the best. <laughs> and we set up and uh at that point Larry Posabon was on with him yep. and him and Larry did a fantastic job they worked really well together covid hit larry couldn't come so i got the opportunity to work a little more with scott and it became a it became a regular thing and from that point obviously everything that i knew about him it bloomed and grew and and uh yeah. i i actually I didn't know I mean okay, so I, I played a little soccer back in high school. Who
0: didn't, right? I had, yeah. yeah,
4: I kicked the ball around with the guy. Like <laughs> we had a Doc Porter League and things like that. And but I I had no idea, you know, that soccer was a thing. And he, he very adamantly educated me <laughs> to the tune to the point that I actually found an interest simply so that we had something more to talk yeah. about other than the game in yeah. front of us.
0: Well and and I remember because I'm currently wearing an AFC Bournemouth Premier League shirt yeah, right so yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a huge Premier League guy myself Scott was a big Chelsea FC fan right yeah, so so we um we would come up in the press box before Eagles games because I did some of the games and John Bell would do uh the rest of the schedule and um Johnny was always entertainment and Scott and I, we, and and you, Rob, we would just we would share Johnny stories for days. We would all get to the rink an hour early, and we would just riff about the same five John Bell stories over and over again. But every time you told it, it just came alive somehow, and it was better, and there was another layer to it, or or, or something, right? But Scott and I would also bond over the Premier League, and we would talk about these games. And I just remember Larry would come up sometimes and Larry would look at the two of us and he'd have his arms crossed and he would just be like Ugh. And he'd just shake his head and he would just walk out of the press box. He wouldn't say anything. He's like, I don't get this. <laughs> it's actually kind of humorous because Scott, so we did
4: the uh the tribute to Johnny Bell after he had passed. Yep. And Scott invited me in and, and we uh we had a conversation and we did some you know, did a few things and the very next game that we had that Scott and I called that we we were together he uh, i walked in i started i set my stuff down he said hey he says uh are you, are you ready for this and i'm like am i ready for what he says uh, i threw the pretzels away i'm like <laughs> what are you talking about you threw the pretzels he's like Johnny brought those up here eight years ago, yeah, so is uh, so, they so were-
0: folks, a little story here about <laughs> about john bell's pretzels right there's a cabinet in the press box at the puller that johnny who who those of you who have been in town for a while, you know johnny right and and Johnny put a lock on this cabinet and kept the key. This is a city cabinet, right? And he wrote a note. There's a handwritten note that was on that thing for years saying, this is not your property. Stay out in capital letters, right? And he would keep (laughs) Cheetos. He would keep pretzels. Those pretzels, when I got here in 2016 – those had been expired for about a half decade already, right? They, uh, they, went, <laughs> they went
4: up in 2015, I believe. <laughs> they were up there in 2015, and they were, they, he, he had said that they were laying around the house, and he needed to eat them, so he brought them there, so I have yeah. no idea what And they'd...
0: he always offered them to everybody yeah, else, yeah. and Scott, me, you, Larry, none of us ever took him up on any of the <laughs> snacks in that cabinet, right? No. We knew better. Scott and I would always joke around about that, though. We're just like, I I wonder what's in there now you know i wonder if he's got any you know kansas soup or whatever he looked
4: he looked through <laughs> it the, the one time it was funny because he made fun fun of me because i told him i'm like i'm never sharing food in this press box with john i know that it's it, you know you just you just know and uh every year at christmas time now it's kind of a, a thing um our saturday game before christmas i've done uh i'll do brisket or something yeah. like that and i'll bring it up Whitefish was the, the, a couple years back yeah i'll bring it up and and we all have a little a little dinner up there and uh so we all ate John was actually there for the last one yep. that we did and yep. and uh Scott the next game, he says, uh I-, I thought we weren't having any uh sharing of food with John up here. <laughs> I'm like, I brought the food, Scott. <laughs> it wasn't something that was it's in the my cabinet. Food. It wasn't yeah. in the cabinet. There was no the expiration date fine? didn't read six know. years ago. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean there there it was it was quite entertaining and- to and and
0: Scott hands. absolutely loved, you know, we talk about how much he loved the athletes. I remember when he got, um, he had John Bell on during that broadcast on the on the Fast Hockey feed. And that was a really special moment for for both of those guys. And, yeah. you know, Johnny Johnny was one of the guys tooting the horn here. You know, oh, we need to bring him over, right? He'd be great. We all kind of looked at him. And we were like, yeah, yeah, he would be. That's a great idea. And uh, one of the best. One of the best decisions uh, I think that we've made. Dave, um, give us a uh, Scott story of your own because you guys were live on location plenty of times over the years. And, you know, again, I think one of the things that stands out about him is there was always a Scott story, right? Everything had a story to it. (laughs)
3: Well, there's always a story and i know there's a couple uh even outside of the show uh for him and i and uh, his amazing wife becky and uh, my, my fiance and i enjoyed some nights out prior to covid of course covid has uh certainly restricted my ability to travel to see him in person over the last couple of years uh but you know i'll never forget a story and i'm gonna include, uh, it'd be one of our still co-hosts within the Game Sports Show family, uh, just not as much on live air anymore with us, but we were sitting uh, at one of the broadcasts at the time, we were sitting inside, It was the it's the Wicked Sister, and every time that I went in there, uh, Scott would either have his uh, Chelsea attire on, or he'd have a... Always. Boarding, athletic, always. And I would usually come from work, which is way over for my personality, to be honest, I shouldn't be wearing fancier clothes, but when you wear the Wicked Sister, you know, uh, the, the, the waiter there, Scott, would always bug me, but I was worried. And I would always get these tots that he would get out and get the tots. So we're recording on air, myself and Scott. We're we're going back and forth, and we're in the second hour of the show because the show's always been from six to eight, and we were in the second hour. The bar at uh, this time usually it was busy from five thirty until about seven thirty, and then it started to slow down a little bit there. So I always got there five thirty. We so could see some of the regulars; they they loved our content, and we're sitting down and we're actually having our round table, but we called it cross table at that time. And I don't uh, don't know. I can't recall if Butch was on. On this edition or not but myself and scott we were talking and there was some guy and i'm just gonna name him as some guy right now was sitting at the end of the bar where we're talking about shootouts and then and the nhl we all know how much scott loved his shootouts okay and i know rob you brought that up on the broadcast uh, on friday you know he there's not if there's anybody who dislikes shootouts. Uh
0: it was it was Scott, okay. It's just an <laughs> he absolute no <no-no>. no hated <laughs> shootouts, hated them. And and hated. I've never known Scott Nason to complain about anything. Every single time a game went to a shootout, I could hear him from across the polar press box going Ugh, oh, uh, you know it's my favorite time of the night.
1: Oh, uh, why don't we just play the game? The answer, <laughs> <five. Yeah.
0: laughs>
3: He said he'd rather end it in a tie. And this, yeah, guy, yeah. <laughs> this gentleman that we this gentleman's named E. J. Russell, someone yep. that we brought on. He's yelling from the bar at Scott saying how shootouts are great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scott is sitting in the table. Steaming. He actually didn't even look at me. Okay, we're on we're talking on live radio here and he said. Are you kidding me? He gets in a debate with this guy
0: across from the bar,
3: live radio, cut me off, which is awesome. I love it's great. And Scott's heated, like his his face is red. He's holding his, his beverage, if you will, a little bit tighter. And he's yelling, and there's this guy wearing a, a Cleveland uh, baseball team shirt, yelling at Scott about, about shootouts at the time. Uh, then we fast forward, and then I show up on location, and Scott said, we argued so much, Dave, this is the guy I was yelling at. He brought him on the show. Uh, so <laughs> so he, he, at first, all, I thought there would be an, un, an, an unlikely friendship grew there, and that was Scott's personality, right? That's like, a lot like the
0: story but, with Paul a little while ago, yeah. where Paul talked about they went golfing, and Scott was like, that guy – the next time they talk, instant best friends filled up an hour on the air. Filled up. And like when he and I remember when he brought on EJ, I
3: was a little jealous because where am I going to get the talking time between EJ and Butch now with Scott? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no jokes. Now Scotts—that's the way I like to say with Scott's personality, right? Like he was so welcoming, he was passionate about sports, especially with Chelsea. And it's unfortunate that I wasn't a big avid like when it comes to our sports show. He comes up. I am obviously with the sports show, but with my cousin Daniel Scarpino who took over to do a soccer show with him because I don't—I'm not at the level those two gentlemen are. Uh, but he was very passionate about Chelsea. But uh, his his the way i like to look at it, and i said this on friday rob in my speech there's a lot of quotes i said but i said i wish i wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them uh i love that saying it's it's very powerful uh, i heard it off it was on tv uh and it's probably some people know what it is but that's one of those moments right that you look back and there's millions of things i could look back on with scott but remembering him red face squeezing that beer glass yelling about the shootout i have never been never been able to look at a shootout the same ever uh. since then i would always bring up a joke on the show and in the shootout hey scott like i'd always bring it up just to see if i can get a rise and it works sometimes uh but uh, you know eventually he said i'm just over talking about it <laughs> you know because he just it's so it was so not entertaining for him
4: we get a game we get a game dave where the shootout was inevitable we're down to the last few seconds and where the, the clock's rolling off, and Scott would have a a, uh, a beverage sitting in front of him, he would turn and fire it half full into the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and I, you, you just, aside of Scott, you never get to see. Because he's, he was always, you know, he was very professional. It was always, it was always, but he, there was... But he sees oh,
0: those penalty shots, and he just gets furious and sees red. Oh, yeah, he,
4: like, he, <sighs> I've, I've watched twice. I, he would turn and fire a half full glass into the trash can, and I'm like... Was it that bad? He's like, no. He's like, it was actually really good. I should have started two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is. He's like, w- why? Why, why? Why not three on three? Why not four on four? He's like, any, any. Why not just like, call, call it a tie and let's just pack up and go home?
0: He, <laughs> yeah, he hated, hated shootouts. But again, you know, it wasn't even just something a lot of people will just sit there and they'll just kind of aimlessly pound their fist about it and grr, shootouts, right? Scott found a way to make it fun. Yes, to either hate or love shootouts, and he found a way <laughs> to get you to care about it, right? And uh, and yeah. and it wasn't even just the game. I mean, the little guessing game, Rob, that you guys would play in terms of attendance. Yes. You know, that's something that a lot of people probably aren't thinking about during the broadcast a whole lot. How many fans are here, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys played that game in a way that really just engaged people night to night in the broadcast. It was a way to get you to care about that sense of community. Hey, it's not just me watching a game. There's not just people in the stands. This is a sense of community that's come together to build and support this thing.
4: He, he, he had a way of making everybody who was either in the building Listening to the broadcast we we had fans that were they would listen they would be sitting in the stands with their headphones in, yeah, listening to his broadcast and you
0: feel important listening to yeah. it and 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 that's something that is so tough to do as as any kind of broadcaster to engage your audience and make them feel not just that they're there, not just that they're watching it but that they're a part of this thing. Well, and
4: <laughs> even it goes well well beyond that because even the players. And I'll tell you, yep. so for me, I mean, I've had a lot of great moments and a lot of good times, but the absolute highlight for for me and and Scott in my personal opinion was <clears throat> the night that him and I got to broadcast uh my son's first NLJHL start. Yep. Not yep. only did we sit there and he could see the excitement in my face as they announced him as the starting goaltender that night. Um, but after the fact, uh, a few days later, he was able to have a conversation with Caleb and Caleb actually watched part of it just to hear him announce, you know, like some of his bigger saves. Yeah. And he's like, he it, it, it said, it's, it's like watching an NHL game, dad. He's like the, he with the excitement in his voice and mm-hmm. s- the, 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 What Scott brought to him in the conversations that they've had about not only his play, but the effort and so on and so forth and just everything he gave him from his perspective, that to me, that was bigger than the game. Because as a dad, I mean, there's nothing more important than watching your children succeed and, you know, build, build, you build that life. Scott did such a fantastic job of making everybody that he communicated with feel as if they were the most important thing.
0: Yeah, and um, I I remember seeing Caleb when he was, what, probably a 7th, 8th grader because he was working in the press box. When he was Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, uh, that's right, because he did. He used to come up and take the Eagle head off, and and I'm like, this kid looks like he's 6, right? And, uh, you know, but... You know, I I remember Vance and Liam, they would come up to the press box, too. Yes. You know, he would involve people who, you know, parents of players who would come in from out of town. Scott, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show here on News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. I I remember reading the list of accomplishments and the one thing that just screams (laughs) off the page at you. And again, it's... How do you encapsulate a person in a couple of paragraphs you can't right i mean you try to give them you try to give people a glimpse of who this person was as a totality right the thing that's always stood out to me about scott is community building mm-hmm. relationships growing relationships getting people involved in something and and helping them feel like They've got a part to play in this, right? Like, this thing is going to succeed, whatever it is. This thing is going to grow. This thing is going to help make people's lives better, whether it was in his professional life, whether it was as a broadcaster, whether it was as a family man, right? Whatever the case might be, he was going to give you a sense of of belonging and responsibility that you were going to help make this thing what it was. That's one of the things I love the most about him.
4: Well, and there's no question. like In everything that he did, whether it be at a, at a high school sports game, um, at a broadcast here in the station, at a broadcast out of the Polar Stadium, or, you know, like I say, I repetitively talked shop with him, not only just hockey, just in general, down at the clubhouse. Um, the work that he was doing down there with, uh, with the, the folks that he had coming through the door was – it, it was – you you can't you can't measure the amount of good that he was doing there with those folks um and he he yeah. just he had a way of making sure that which is it's just crazy to to not have you know that involvement from him anymore because he uh, he made everybody any anybody he had, he had contact i mean like i say our press box as you know was full of we had the johnny bell we had yourself um at times we had a couple of, of others that had that had popped in to to fill in here and there, uh, but for the most part you know like the, the shirt the, the shirt there was myself and Larry Posibon, um, you, Johnny Bell, and uh, my son Josh, who uh, he has played the music essentially for the last decade. For every game that the Eagles have played, that he's been able to make it to, I'd say
0: I remember him as a little tyke, but he was always taller than me. He so. was. <laughs> he's actually he's been pretty tall for quite some time. But
4: I mean, him him and Scott, I mean they they had uh, several conversations, you know, leading into different different topics. I'm sure, but the one that always stuck out was Josh's choice of music. Um, music appreciation; those two really yeah. shared the, the, the common interest of what was being played in the rink, and whether it was something new or something, you know, in nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies, it didn't matter. That like Scott was he always letting the kid know he was spot on, I and mean, he was trying to build his character. So, yeah, you just you're gonna like I say, you're gonna miss the guys. Abs- I looked over a dozen times the other night, thinking that he was gonna pick the ball up for me and carry it through the through, through the end zone. And it it just he wasn't there to do that, and it was uh, it was very disheartening. But like I say, for me, having him sit there next to me and broadcast a game watching my son on the ice was was pretty. And, and he he helped me stay in control that night too because there was a lot of
1: woo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, he, he
4: he kept reminding me, that, yeah, oh, he's still learning how to do this. You know, like, I know how to do it. It just it's with the circumstances.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. You see, yeah. he was down there, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that, that those yeah.
4: dad circumstances. Yeah. So uh, no, no, there's there's just not going to be a it's going to it's going to be a long time before I think everybody's able that's in right. been, that's been involved to find that that cog to put back on the wheel so that we can get it turning again. There's no question. I mean, whether it's uh, the, the three of us, the five of us tonight that are that are here on the phone and it, it's uh, those gears. I, I personally think that we all need to come together as a group and make sure that what he started to build, we we picked the ball up and carried it into the end zone for him.
0: Matt Pocket, Rob Horn, and uh uh Dave McKay here on the Game Sports Show uh on News Talk 1400. Again, as we remember our friend Scott Nason who we lost a uh, a week and a half ago. Uh visitation tomorrow at C.S. Mulder Funeral Home is from 11 to 1 uh with the funeral immediately after and uh boy that is just so odd to say. I mean it 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 just seems like these words don't go together in a sentence. Like there's some grammatical error here. And, uh, you know, if you type this into a computer, your computer would just shut down and be like, this is crazy talk. Right. But, but here we are. And and tonight we remember our friend and, uh, he was, um, I think one of the nicest things that you can say about a person, right? He was a good person. He cared. He cared about the people around him. He cared about his community. He cared about the place that he lived in. Um, he cared about his family. He cared about his friends. I don't really know of of too many more positive things that I can say about a person than that. I mean, ultimately, you know, whatever else we do, I mean, those are the things that I think a lot of us want to be measured by. And uh, he passed with flying colors in all of those. And that's what makes it so tough. For for a lot of us,
4: I'm sure, I'm sure Dave included. um, I mean, obviously we, had more conversations with scott than just on the on the broadcast i mean i was uh two to three times a week just contacting him to you know have a have a conversation about life or the little things or our next broadcast or what we had going on or something that we needed to add to the program or hey do you want to do you want me to get a coach or somebody to come up and have a have an interview with you i mean it was several times a week we would do what we had to, to 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 have those conversations and the, the life conversations were always eh, normally the best because he, he brought great insight. And I yeah. think uh, some of the stuff that Scott did the best was uh, he kept not only the door at his house, but the door in his heart open for everybody. I mean, it was, uh, he, he, uh, he was more than just a sportscaster. He was somebody that he put people first. There was nothing more important than that. And he really put people first, you know, regardless of the situation and what they had going on.
3: That he did. Uh, he, he, he always wore his heart on his sleeve and he always, he opened his heart to others. Just like, he, as you said, Rob, the door was open to, to for everything. And outside of, outside of the show is what I, as much as I can sit here and say, I'm happy with what the show has become with Scott and what I still want to see the vision through that we envision continue forward uh, with him still um, beside me. Still, like I still, I'm going to continue that forward, but it was the outside friendships either that where that grew, it's just so amazing and special. It was to the point now where he <coughs> was actually going to be the officiate for mine and my fiance's wedding next summer. And I, he was excited about that. Then you plan about, okay, we can finally come across the border to do shows in the studio. Uh, I can finally have him here and show him the TGM gem office that I have uh, constructed at the house, you know, for the game entertainment media that we started. Uh, it, it's, all those things that you plan, and you know, like I, I'm gonna always treasure what he brought forward. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to meet yourself, Rob, yourself, Matt, Butch. Um, I knew Paul. Sadly, jokes aside, uh, he used to chirp me <laughs> all the time. I played for the Eagles. Uh, when I played for the Eagles, I never had someone chirp me so much in my life. But jokes <laughs> aside, I, um, you know, I, I truth I truthfully feel. Uh, Like, I've been able to meet people uh, through him that I've developed such strong friendships with, and I I finally got to meet you uh, on Friday, Rob, and I heard so much positive about you, and Matt, I know I met you a few times prior, but Scott always talks so highly about us. Uh, and friends and people have you ever had or heard him talk negative about somebody i no. can't find that in my i no. can't think like there's not a circumstance the only time he ever talked negative was about the tigers or wedwings okay like that was the only <laughs> negative that would ever come out of his mouth he loved his family he loved his wife he loved his friends and you know what
0: but the lions, ah, oh, I just, life. I just don't get what it's they're it's doing the right now. I can't
3: believe I forgot about the lions. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about the lions. But many people, right, walk in and out of your life, but only true friends leave footprints in your heart, and that's what Scott is. That I could, the definition of Scott. There's not enough words in the dictionary. Uh, anything, cycle, exactly, nothing. There's nothing out there that will measure for what Scott brought for as a friend, a contributor in the community, uh, and just what the true definition is of somebody with uh, with friendship and loyalty as well as love like it's uh, as you said matt it's i can't believe this seems to be a grammatical error here as i said my left arm is still feeling those pinches since a week and a half ago this is um, unbelievable that uh, this is a conversation that's happening but even a show that we're doing right now this isn't enough you and myself five others as well as hundreds of other people can bring forward positive memories of scott and the way that i people will go through it different ways. And as we proceed forward, mine will be to look out the vision that him and I had together. And as the crew had with the game sports show and, and just to make, that'll be the piece of him to always be with me and with us because he left his mark on so many people. And as I said before, even on Friday, how lucky am I or how lucky are we that, uh, that we have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Uh, And that's, every day has been such a, uh, uh since it's happened, has been unbelievable. Like I'm speechless and I'm not speechless ever. Uh, and it's just been difficult, but with the way he's touched everyone's life, in such a positive way and how calm involved he was in the community that's something that is um as i believe you said on friday rob and you can correct me if i'm wrong you were going to go in the recording you were saying that you have to put paper towels on your feet because of the foot of the foot uh, the feet uh, the size of the foot on yeah. the recording wrapping my
4: feet in toilet paper
3: yeah i've never heard that one gotta fill the shoes gotta fill the shoes wrapping my
4: feet in toilet paper and you know what you did a great job
3: Brian. I know Scott would have been proud, but the way he was, uh, how he was with everybody, um he's uh, truly going to be uh, I'm really missed.
0: Dave, thanks for joining us here on this evening. I know it's Thanksgiving in Canada and uh we will we will let you get back to that. I hope it was a magnificent sunset for you too. I know we started off uh, talking about that, but um we really appreciate your time here uh on this special edition of the game that we really wish we didn't have to run but um but we are running tonight for our friend scott nason dave thank you
3: thank you and you know what matt the sun actually just set over the hills and uh, not i that you cannot write how that's to poetic like the show uh, it's actually true i'm not lying i'm walking down the sun is one underneath the hill and this has been one of the most difficult shows to have. I've never shed a tears in a show, uh, but it's something that uh, we pay tribute to someone who deserves it more than anything. And I appreciate you uh, taking the lead on this, Matt, Butch, uh, Paul, taking part prior, uh, as well as you, Rob, and everyone uh, in the background the scenes uh, of the show. is uh, uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, given the circumstances, it was uh, for sure uh, great to be a part of this tonight.
0: Dave, thanks so much. Yes, thank you. We will take a quick break. We will come back and wrap up this episode of The Game uh, here on News Talk 1400. We'll welcome back in Butch Davis and Rob Horn. I'm Matt Pocket. Uh, Thanks again to Dave McKay and Paul Van Wagner for joining us via the phone line here on News Talk 1400. You've been listening to a special edition of The Game Sports Show on News Talk 1400. Matt Pocket, Butch Davis, Rob Horn. Greetings and salutations to you both. There you go. As, uh, there as, it is. As Scott would say. There
4: it is. That's the, uh, we, uh, we started our broadcast, uh, Friday night with that. We also had, we, we pulled that one off on the ice as a, it's the last time we're, we're, you know, every, how do I say this? Every amazing broadcast that that man did started with mm-hmm. greetings, greetings and salutations. salutations. Yep. And, uh, it, that's, uh, that's one that you, you can't take with you.
0: Our friend Scott Nason, we um lost him a week and a half ago, and uh tonight's episode of the game here on News Talk fourteen hundred is in remembrance of him. Uh again, Matt, Rob, Butch. <coughs> we'll wrap the show here in uh in the next couple of minutes, but um it's as as Dave said, it's been difficult to produce this because there are so many good times, there are so many good memories, and Butch, it, it's it's that we want more,
1: right? We was the, I was there at the very beginning of this whole episode of the game, as we call it there, and wow, it was a hell of a ride here. One, I think the one thing that he would want is just to continue, especially when it comes down to the local uh, neighborhood of, Sault Ste. Marie here. He wants, and Rutger and all other cities around here, Brimley, uh, you know, he will want that all represent. He wants the Upper uh, Peninsula represented whole heartedly, just as I do down in the Lower Peninsula and whatnot, just as I do for the professional sports ring there. We used to have some good old times. We talk about wrestling. That was another yep, source yep. of our livelihood here, man. And uh, he
0: he did enjoy himself some pro wrestling, yeah. as we oh, all yeah. have at various points yeah. in our lives, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> he uh, he was definitely a fan of the classic stuff, but he kept up on the new stuff
1: too. Yeah, so. well, AEW right now is in the lead when it comes out. Of, <laughs> of course, I did watch uh, the. <coughs> What was on last Saturday here? Uh, Extreme Rules, I think it was. Yeah, Extreme Rules, which sucked. (laughs) 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 I did like uh, uh, Bel Air's match there. I liked that one. That was a great match there.
0: This was one of my favorite things about Scott, too, because Mm -hmm. we were talking earlier, guys, about how you could just walk up to him and you could spend a day just coming up with a bunch of obscure nonsense mm-hmm. and you could come up with a small book full of stuff that nobody would know yeah, and nobody would, would have a ever
1: conversation heard of. out of it second he, somehow
0: none. yeah and yeah. you have no idea how he would do it but he would he would probably know something i mean again I, i've watched a little bit of rugby over the years mm-hmm. scott can talk rugby he'll be like ah saracen's not doing so well right now wasps though i mean man they're looking great right and and you're just sitting there and it's like i watched one game I watched one game. How do you know the league table, right? How do you even watch this? How did you find
1: this last, to watch it? You know, argument. cricket. Really? If you would argue with this guy here. Yeah, girl, you know, cricket. He'd be like Sri Lanka, man. Him. They've
0: they've really? got so many overs right now, and I'm like, are those words? I.
4: He made sure he had the knowledge. I mean, that was yeah. he always That's it. made sure he, he did his homework. Yep. He made he always... sure his
1: script was ready. Everything was done. He in touch with everybody. And once he was not in touch with, they emailed him. Uh, if he didn't understand, he would call him back. He would get the and the US, more boy,
0: the more obscure the knowledge, too, the better. Mm-hmm. Because it was some fun fact, and he would just drop this knowledge hammer on you in the middle of the broadcast, and you'd go. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is right. Well, Holy cow. How does he know that?
4: Many times, many times like we we would start every broadcast with he would uh he would start with his greetings and salutations and he would roll from there to uh um you know thanking all the fans, thanking mm-hmm. this then he would start right in with uh, a breakdown of the team and where they were at. Mm-hmm. He'd go into the whole NOJHL, where they the standings and who was looking good. Average would, attendance mm-hmm. figures. Average attendance figures. Know. And then from there, he would roll into uh, the local high school athletics mm-hmm. and then do some, uh, some national sports. But there was always, at the end of it, He hit that point, and that's what sparked my interest, where he would, as you say, he would go astray to uh, rugby, soccer... Uh, or football, sorry. Or cricket. Good call.
0: Good call. <laughs> cricket.
4: I mean, it didn't. But uh, so, yeah. and that, which, like I say, I, I actually, I took, it hit through conversation. I took a liking to to try. I wanted to, to I needed something more to discuss with him than just my personal problems and, and what we had going on and at I the know, rink.
1: I got, uh, I had an hour and 15 minutes of every show, which I was kind of honored to have. I had the most time of everything. And I think our last argument was that. Hey, have you heard about Pickleball? You, know, <laughs> a, you knucklehead, man. I've been talking about Pickleball for two years here.
0: I've been waiting all this time to talk about but Pickleball. But now it's popular, yeah. man, so hey.
4: <laughs> and maybe maybe you both know. that I, I, I have no idea. Um, I've, I found a – is it Hulu or Netflix is carrying it? It's mm-hmm. a Ryan Reynolds picking up uh, involvement yeah. in a soccer team. And it's on FX. This is or, Wrexham. Okay, yep. so yes, so that
0: I, was his thing. So
4: mm-hmm. I I started indulging in that so that him and I would have a little more. It's kind mm-hmm. of like uh, you, you start dating dating a gal that doesn't speak English, so you try to pick up the language. So you're not, you know, it was it was one of those situations where the guy had brought so much to me that I, I felt as it, I had to give something back, and it yeah. was I, the soccer was it. And, but uh, every
0: time you try to throw him a curveball and you try to catch him looking, you know, for that fastball, mm-hmm. he just he just go with the pitch and pull it the other way. Well, I, I mean, asked him two or three he, times. He I, knew I'd it be, all. I'd question him. I'd be like, Hey, did did you know?
4: Like, I didn't realize. He's like, Oh yeah. And then he would give me the explanation of it.
0: He would like quote the page in the rule book, and it's like this is nuts. <laughs> so. It was
4: like I say the 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 conversations were always always fantastic. And
0: he was a great umpire too and and that's one thing he that did. I, yeah. I and
1: he loved it. And yeah. he loved it and he will also he talk good. about the behavior talked about it all the time. Of fans, okay, When they were ruining it for the kids, yeah. okay, by doing some of the things he do and we still and I still talk about it. I've been yep. talking about that for now. I mean, in this business, 33 a, a long years. time, yeah. thirty-three years. So let that.
4: me ask you then, Butch. Mm-hmm. He would talk about how the fans would ruin, or the 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 parents would ruin it for the for the kids. Mm-hmm. You get a at, knucklehead here as and an there. umpire. A mm-hmm. knucklehead mm-hmm. as an umpire. Yet he would sit there at a hockey game and almost ask if I would go get an assault rifle from home so he could peel one of them off the ice. So I mean, there were more than once he had like I was leaned over to my knees over the glass, letting him know exactly how I felt before I was on on air.
1: Did you hold your pepper here, bud? No. As, as, soon, as soon as
4: as soon as I was on air, he was really concerned because there was more than once where I I full well let him know that they were just. Yeah, like they should have went off to the Not car great. and got the yeah. phone and, because they were missing off. But is immediately, like I got on the air and he looked at me and I looked at him and I'm like, I, I, he brought me here. I got to do this guy mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. So I, I turned it completely, you know, a 360. But more than once, like he would, we're going to take a break. And he'd flip it over to whoever was back at the studio. Mm-hmm. And he would give me the. Are you oh, kidding? Oh, come me? on! Like that's the that's worst. Blatant. Yeah. Like he's, if Johnny Bell was here, he'd be all over him on the air. He he wouldn't even care. And and
0: Johnny did. And I he mean, did and I? I remember a few times. He was a cowboy. I remember a few times where I was just like, Oh no! Oh Johnny! No 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 no! You know. And and then Scott and I would you know. He would call me up, or he'd shoot me a text message, and he'd be like, "Oh boy, Johnny Bell in prime form last night, right?" And- I could hear you guys back <laughs> at the station. I, I would hear you guys back
4: at the station because yeah. I had a headset on, so I, we were all following yeah. the same play. Mm-hmm. And I would look over at Johnny, and I'm thinking, I think I'm like more than once, I'm like. And you can see him just steaming oh, coming out of his ears. I'm going to give this guy a hug when we're done because he's saying exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, a little less vulgarity, but he's, he's saying exactly what I'm thinking.
0: I'm not going to accept that. That call stinks. And then, of course, you you hang out with Scott after the game for a couple of minutes, and you trade a couple Johnny Bell voice uh, voice jokes, and and you know it was it was so funny because that's another guy that we loved. And we miss.
1: And And um, one of the things we wanted to do is do a show uncensored here. From eleven to two o'clock in the morning, when we really safe safe harbor. Right? Eleven yeah. to two o'clock in the yeah, morning. You, know. realize, you realize you realize it's yeah. the
4: same time that like all the women's home shopping networks they switch over to adult products. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we
1: could probably get the, we could probably pull that oh, off. We, just, uh, we could get some sponsors. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's let's bring me. this back in here, guys. <laughs> like let's
0: but, bring let's bring this back in. But here, no, but. no, for,
4: for real, Scott. I say there's more, You knew you knew that things got bad when. We would start packing things up, and Scott would stop everything he was doing. He'd look at me and he says, okay, that one, if you just started screaming over the glass, Rob... I wouldn't have said a word because that was probably some of the worst refing I've ever seen in the building, and I'm like,
1: "Oh, okay." But and you know what? There was a but conversation. He was passionate about referees and yep. officials. Yeah, absolutely. Especially yep. when it comes down to fans yep. doing what they do because yep. that's a, that's one of the hardest yep. jobs in town, here, man. Yep.
4: Well, one of the one of the best ones was the night that, and I don't know, I don't think that you were in, involved with us yet. Um, So we had we're playing the Thunderbirds, of course. That's the. That's a pretty heated rivalry. That's the rivalry, and And he loved
0: getting up for those games too. Oh yes, and and they were big games for the fans, for the broadcasters.
4: And normally, you have, as as you guys all know, when you have bad refing, you have one set of fans that's happy and Mm -hmm. one set that's not. So this night, unfortunately for the refs, they had everybody mad. (laughs) Both, I mean, the the fans were now friends. It was getting ugly. And uh, if you notice now, when you go into the Polar Stadium, they might have just changed it in the last little bit. Mm-hmm. All the trash cans were now leashed to the metal handrails.
1: Oh. Because as we're sitting <laughs> oh, no. there.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we're watching no. trash cans get heaved over. And I looked over oh, at him. No. And he's like, ah. he looks at me. And, he, and you can't see it. It's a radio, radio picture. And he puts his hands up and gives me the, what? Well, <laughs> and I'm like, so, well, what, Scott? He's like, and that was the one time I actually heard him go the direction that I loved. And he's like, <laughs> it's you know, not been he, good. He's, he's like, <laughs> if, if you've got one set of fans that's happy and one that's not, he's normally you can kind of reel it in and be like, you can't see
0: everything. It's just mm. one of those games. When everybody hates you. Yeah, uh, when it, he's uh-oh. like, when
4: everybody hates you, he says, not only is it going to be hard for the refs to get out of here tonight. He's like, but you've obviously done some some really bad and, bad things. And
0: ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, though, what does it all come down to, right? Providing the right structure mm-hmm. and the right environment for these athletes to go out and compete according to the rules. And, and tell that was the, the truth. The thing. Yeah. Tell the yeah. truth. Yeah. You and, know, and that was the thing no, that he valued.
1: Cut no corners with telling the truth there. Yeah. And when you have a kid, and that's the most enjoyable part of my job, really, is when you talk, sit down and talk to the kid or child here or girl, and they ask you, what did you have to do to get into this business here? Well, you know, they don't believe that the crap that you got to go through in order to get where you're at and where you're going, and I'm not talking about the crap that you got to kiss somebody's woo-woo, because that's not happening with me here, but the extra work that you have to put in in order to fulfill a show. Yep. If it's a two-hour show, that means you're preparing for four hours yep. to get it ready. And people don't understand that dedication.
0: And people will never hear 50% of your material. No! And no. Scott would put in... He wouldn't put in four hours. He'd put in five. I'm holding oh, five hours. More than that! Okay. I'm holding five hours of content right here in my hand from from the show that he did a couple of weeks ago That that's still yeah, here in the it's, studio. It's incredible. And, I... I Friday, There's dedication.: Friday and night. And, yeah.
4: Friday night, I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this some time because I know he do it. I mean normally, I would get to the rink, and all I had to do was I just had to you know Join on. In, I just huh? had to be sexy and sit there and talk.
3: Power
0: on. here we go. And, right uh, Yeah,
4: And he, he had everything ready to rock and roll. And uh, I was glad that I was not working that day because I spent a good portion of my afternoon just trying to mimic a fourth of what that guy did. And I know I didn't come close. Mm-hmm. I might have, I might have hit the ten percent mark, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, I was, like, oh, that's that, that's a good start. And, yeah. I, and I know now that I'm going to probably spend a good portion of my week getting ready for Friday and Saturday nights now.
1: And that's what you have to do, you know. I I do football a lot, you know, broadcast that for many many years, and it's it, it's hard. Okay, it's hard when you got to go through. When I sit through a Lions game, and that's three hours, three and a half hours with her. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. You know, if you're looking at it here, I'm looking for all derbs or whatever it may be to keep from cussing them out or whatever it may be. <laughs> or going in that locker room and saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, that probably nine times out of ten, I would have been right to ask the question. But again. But not in the
0: circumstance. Not in the right. circumstances right. that it was held yeah. in there. Yeah. So it's
1: it's. It was amazing how he kept it all together and whatnot there because I know every dog on time you get on the air or you gotta talk to a coach or you do certain things, everything is not always gonna be peaches and cream. You're gonna leak somebody off in such a manner that they're gonna really buck up to kinda no. keep keep their their wits in. But again, you can't get mad at the host who's asking the question right. that basically no. the public Demands an answer for, and he, Scott did it very well. He catered yep. to the general public at large, to giving you information that basically you just couldn't get from nobody else. Yep. you can't go to the coach or whatever it may be and ask those particular questions, but Scott found a way to do so. He bring there. the coach in. Yeah, that's I, I, right.
0: I, I think he'd bring
4: the coach in. I mean, there's more than once I'd go, I would yeah. go real coach in and get him upstairs for him, and yeah, have a conversation.
0: I think one of the best things that I can say about a professional broadcaster is that they act with integrity toward whatever they're covering mm-hmm. integrity toward the game mm-hmm. integrity toward the community mm-hmm. integrity toward the athletes to the coaches mm-hmm. that doesn't always mean that it's going to be peaches and cream no. and everybody did everything right all the time right. but when you do have criticism and you do have something that might be quote unquote negative it's coming from a good place. It's coming from a place of of information, and it's not coming from a place of "I'm going to show you how much I know" or "I'm going to
1: show you how well, smart I, think so. I am." saying go BS your way through it. Right, you, it's right. No way you can do that. Yeah. you know, and, kids are more smarter than we were when we were coming up there, and I'm quite sure their kids will be a lot smarter. Then their their parents and whatnot they, and the list goes on and on and yeah. on. So you can't BS every doggone thing yep. that goes on there. I can't do it. I have never done it. You know, my father worked for CBS for thirty six years. Okay, he was the main guy when it came down to the NHL. You know, preview show, not the preview show per se, there, but the post game show with sure. Bruce Roberts. Okay, he would go from. Detroit, Michigan, to Chicago to do that show and whatever it may be. And he would come in to come back and tell me when he'd get home, maybe that early, that Monday morning or something, driving all the way from Chicago back to Detroit and say, you know, the coaches really don't understand what we're doing. But, again, we look at the post-game shows of these days and ages there. Very bombastic. It, it, exactly, okay. Yeah. And so they're –
0: Scott was not a bombast guy. No, he guy. wasn't. He was, was not fluffed. You get straight
1: down to the point. You get the scores. You get the interview. It, you don't sugarcoat any doggone thing. But, again, you can't BS your way through it. And, yeah. and these days and times, we see so many shows that basically –
0: and All about bombast. Right. Nonsense. How can yep. we
1: give a rise to someone, okay? Yeah. Which you don't need.
0: No, I and I agree. And um I I think we'll wrap this show here in, in just a couple of minutes mm-hmm. as again it's a remembrance show tonight for our friend Scott Nason, who hosted the game here on News Talk fourteen hundred over the last several years. And um uh again, um there's um Different things that you can do to to contribute here in the community, here locally, to his family, um and and in memory of Scott. I, I I think one of the things that you can do is be involved. Be involved in people's lives. Be involved in trying to make our community a better place. Be involved in student athletics. Be involved in building a positive environment that people can work in, and grow in, and live in, and play in, because I think that's something that he spent quite a bit of his life doing, trying to make, not just the eastern UP, not just the eastern Algoma area, but but, but people individually, and collectively, trying to make this a better place that we could live and thrive in, and um, <sighs> That's quite the goal. It's quite the way to live your life. I wish more of us chose to live in that way. I wish people like myself, who I, I'd like to think that I try to live that way, I wish I could follow through on it half as much as, as he could. I mean, um, and ultimately we miss our friend. And that's kind of what this show has been about. I said at the, at the top of the show almost two hours ago now, you know, how do you sum up what a human being was to to all of us who were his his friends, his colleagues, his uh, partners in crime even? Um, how, how do you sum that person up? You can't, right? I mean, there's so many years of experiences and, and, and so many pieces to him. What we've tried to do here tonight is to give you a glimpse to why we've all loved this person. And um, he loved all of us, too. And uh, that's what makes this really, really difficult. We've had a lot of fun here tonight talking about our friend Scott Nason. But this has been extremely difficult. And um, I I don't think we as a community are quite going to be over this or as individuals. I don't think we're going to be quite over losing him for... uh, for a very long time, and um again, I think that's um something positive that you can say about a person that you never want to have to say, right, but here we are um and uh yeah i that might be a good place to end it guys i uh I guess um
1: and talk to somebody never uh, let anything go without finding out that if it's a pastor, if it's a priest, if it's your next-door neighbor, a teacher, your friends, at work, there's always someone you can talk to and who will take you very seriously and not so much want to tell you what to do, but be able to be a good listener. That's one of the most things that I talk about in my classroom with my students, The biggest crime in America is we don't want to listen. And I think we have to take grasp of listening to someone. You can't figure out a problem until you know what it is, okay? So, again, let's be adapted and talk to each other. Allow each other to talk to your back. But, again, be a good listener. Not so much speaking so much, but be a good listener absolutely
4: dave i think uh, the one thing that i'd like to to ask our community as a whole not only the the listening community but the community that we live in is for them to find the ability to just take a little bit of what okay. scott had in his heart and help us all move forward indeed you know i mean if if you could if anybody if everybody can find just a little bit of what he had what his vision was for community and friendship and family and and uh, i mean as a father, as a as a buddy, as a as a colleague, if you can just find a little bit of that and move forward with it, in our community, I think uh, the community will be
1: a much stronger, better place. For real.
0: Rob Horn, thanks for being here, bud. I appreciate the Butch opportunity. Davis. Thanks so much for being here.
1: It's uh, circumstances that I thought would be a lot better, but you know, I'm glad I got here. I'm glad I'm here, and uh, we'll celebrate Scott tomorrow
0: uh 11 a.m to 1 p.m at c.s Mulder funeral home tomorrow um with the funeral at one o'clock for our friend scott nason uh again i'm at pocket guys thank you so much for joining us for paul van wagner earlier and for dave mccaig this has been a special edition of the game thank you so much for joining us as we remember our friend scott nason on news talk 1400 good night